Hello, everybody. This is your co-host for Analytical Anarchy. My name is Justin, and I am joined by the other co-host of Analytical Anarchy, Ryan. Uh, I was I was excited. You left me out. You left me on some tension there. I wasn't sure when you were going to drop my name. I was scared. Uh, but this I cool fall air, sure. this cool fall air, calmed me down. All right. It is gorgeous outside. I'm staring out my window, you know, thinking, what if I could record a podcast outside instead of in my stuffy little room? Exactly. If yeah. only wind didn't exist. I cracked open my safe full of flannels, and now I'm feeling my my punk rock self, finally, after this long summer summer catalog is awful of not being able to wear jeans. Ryan, are you one of those guys who just your entire winter and fall fashion is just jeans and a flannel? Yeah, sometimes I'll throw on like this. I have this army green overcoat that uh, that I can layer over a few of my flannels. So mm. I have like I got three. If it's a little bit mild out, I'll just wear the flannel or a sweatshirt. If it's a little bit colder out, I'll throw the overcoat on. And if it's really cold, I'll put a sweatshirt and the overcoat on. Uh. You're more of a hardcore winter man than I am, though. We don't get as much hardcore winter weather down here. What do I? Yeah. What, what's your What's your style? I heard you wore shorts at like negative forty. I will wish I will wear shorts until about forty five, like forty two to forty five degrees outside. Shorts and a shorts and a hoodie. If I'm just like doing casual stuff and I, I used to be the like, oh, I've got this one style for everything in my, in my early twenties. But you know, now that I'm an old man, my styles matured a little bit and, uh, yeah, I, I, I've started wearing other things than flannels when it gets chilly outside. You see, it's just low effort for me. I don't have, I don't have time or the, or the capital really to venture out into other styles right now. But I'm okay with that, because I am 20 and I can get away with it. Why would I change? Uh, anyway, I'm going to quit the podcast after you said mature like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I can uh, associate with someone who just has no regard for the English language. It's all right. I, uh, I have enough hot air that I'm pretty sure I can just do this by my lonesome. Yeah, you're in. You're, you're all right. Let's probably that's a good segue because this movie was a lot for both of us. Uh, what movie are we talking about today, Justin? Well, Ryan, we are going to be talking about the movie Padman. If you guys haven't listened to any of our other stuff, please go back and listen to all of that. Uh, but especially go back and listen to Bollywood Realism. We had an interview with a friend of ours named Tanvi who gave us a lot of insight into Bollywood and gave us some movie recommendations. And overall, we're just going to be discussing that a lot. So I'm going to give you guys a chance to go listen to that. We're going to go take a break. And when we come back, we're going to uh, talk about Padman some more. So yeah, see you guys in a bit. See ya. Hey guys, this is our first ad read. I'm Justin, one of the co-hosts, but you already knew that, of course. It's not really an ad read, it's kind of a social media read. At Analytical Anarchy Podcasts is our Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, and pretty much any of your other favorite podcasting sites. 
Thanks for listening. And if you're enjoying what we're doing, please go tell your friends about us, share us, rate us. Thanks a ton, guys. Back to the episode. Welcome back from what I believe is our first mid-credit roll for Not Ads. Hooray! Yay! We haven't sold out yet. <laughs> Not yet. It's coming if you know, we have enough listeners. Uh, I can't wait to huck Audible ads at all of you lovely listeners. It's going to be great. Or Skillshare, like NordVPN. I feel like I'm missing a really big sponsor. Uh, there's Audible. Uh, Blue Apron really doesn't do one anymore. I see Raycon earbuds a lot now. Yeah, Raycon. There we go. That's who I'm forgetting. Padman, what did you... Overall, what were your views of the movie? I really enjoyed a lot of that movie. I was thoroughly gripped. I actually... I am really hard to pin down to watch anything. So I was, I was, I was teetering between playing Borderlands 2 on my Xbox 360... Or watching this movie, and I, I started it uh, just to just to try and try and muster up the discipline, and it gripped me for the first first act. The first act is really really uncomfortable and really uh, very very. Uh, I guess it was culturally surprising because I have no sort of exposure to that culture, um, and the rest of the movie was just very enjoyable to watch. Uh, even parts of the first half, there's just a lot of joy to be had watching this movie. There's a lot said in this movie, and there's a lot implied in this movie by the characters and the acting. Basically, I just really like the movie. What about you? I loved the movie. I'm right there with you where I just, it felt weird watching it. You know, I sat down and I watched this movie with my lovely girlfriend and I paused it at one point. And I think about in the middle of the first act and I looked at her, I go, I feel like I'm watching something from a different world. I, I, I had no, it was difficult for me to pick up on some of the things that the movie was trying to tell me simply because of how much different Indian culture is from American culture. So before, before we dive any, any deeper into that, the movie we're talking about Padman is about a guy who's married to a girl, right? As most man wife marriages are. And she like a lot of Indian women in the early two thousands don't use sanitary pads for their for their periods they use dirty cloths or basically things that you can get infections with and this guy sees this and he sees how expensive and hard to get like actual sanitary pads are and so he goes out and he makes his own pads he makes his own machine and he creates an entire business out of providing healthy products for the women in his country for very cheap whereas he's making them for about 25 times less than what they're selling at market so uh or he's yeah he can he can sell them at a cost where they're making a profit but also selling them 25 times cheaper and yeah. it's sort of his story all the things he had to go through sort of the people in his life that helped him achieve this and it is not a feel-good movie 
uh, for most of this movie as well. Whereas uh, you'd expect sort of this like success story to it's if I could equate it to anything. Uh, okay, so Justin, like, I'm I don't know. I'm trying to put this into words, but have you seen like um oh yeah like a Steve Jobs sort of biopic where it, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay so it's the um it's the antithesis sort of the not the antithesis it's the uh it's a similar vein where it shows his struggles and all the hardships and sort of obstacles and triumphs in his life leading up to where he is today, where he's globally recognized as sort of this humanitarian spoilers. Uh, And I don't know. It's uh, I say this and it's really, really hard to sort of put into words how uncomfortable some of the scenes are in this movie because of the positions he puts himself in and also sort of the people around him put himself put him in well and it's the people who love and care about him who put him into these positions all he wants to do is to is try to create a better life for the women around him and they all just don't want to talk about it they just want to ignore the issue and keep doing as tradition does and i as a as an american Thought that the premise of this movie was going to be dumb. Yes. It, it, it was honestly just such a shock and a surprise to me that that people aren't that people don't follow like what I consider to be basic hygienic principles in a country that I consider to be developed or developing in 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 india i like i just don't know enough about indian culture to to understand the place that they were in in the early 2000s and then all of a sudden just like bam 12 percent of women in india use pads like what that's crazy that's absolutely crazy it was definitely uh a sort of awakening in that sense i uh i did message our good friend tanvi uh and sort of just to double check some things like just uh i also felt pretty uh out of like a fish out of water in certain areas just not knowing if this was like part of it was dramatized for the movie or if this is actually happening or happened in parts of india and it is uh we're not trying to even shame or like say oh look at look at this country that uh they only have 18 percent of women it's using pads it's more of we had no idea that was the culture that was happening at the time. And there's no, there's no shame. We just had no, it was, it was a wow factor purely because we didn't know it was happening. Uh, Cause it didn't occur that something like that could happen. Yeah. Uh, and the, 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 the subject of sort of feminine problems and sort of feminine hygiene is taboo in America. It's almost like life ruining in uh, India where not even India, it's just uh, Eastern culture has a, a different outlook on shame, where shame is a very uh, tangible thing, almost, where it is you can acquire shame, and if you've brought in shame into this household, whereas shame in America is much more emotional and, like, feely. We definitely have shame, like, with uh, certain religious stuff but in this context shame is definitely a 
you've it can ruin a life and it definitely makes that imp- apparent in this movie so it can ruin a family because yeah, if if, one person fucks up yeah if, it if, if hurts if them all your family feels like either you've shamed them or if if someone in your family has shamed you then that is the cause to just run off and disown them or uh honor killings like what we talked about in bollywood it, it's it's very it's very weird for me as an american to hear about stuff like that uh, to draw some i was thinking about uh this movie sort of last night and i knew i had to draw some parallels to something that we could experience something that we could relate to and the first thing that definitely popped into my head is that we don't have this sort of upfront publicly okay type of shaming but definitely in i hear stories all the time about sort of the lgbtq community growing up in a very religious family being thrown out of the house or this it's not say honor killing level but we do have shame in the in a similar vein where uh instead of shame being this sort of socially constructed sort of societal thing it's more of uh the american shame is more subtle almost less honest in a way where we want to push shame and the people that have shamed us away where in this you want to be as public as possible about how you are distancing yourself from people that have shamed you does that make sense? Yeah, I you definitely put it better than I was. I no, it was a it's I think it was a development. Like I definitely agreed with what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an it was definitely an evolution and I that's kind of the feeling that I had last uh 2 weeks ago was we weren't fully developing ideas but watching this movie and it, it is a movie it's a movie is there to make you think. So partly we're making this podcast to sort of inform you about the movie, but also maybe go watch it and ask questions and sort of relate it to your own life. Because I think that's like, that was a value that I took away from last po- last time we did a big podcast was sort of embracing or even just opening your mind to different cultures sort of opens, sort of sheds light on your own. So Go go do stuff. Go do different things. Experience life. Yeah, I, at at this point, you know, we so yeah, we started the podcast because Ryan and I wanted to talk about things that interested us and moved us. You know, for a couple episodes that was music, and then it was the Avengers, and now we want to almost challenge ourselves a lot, and I think that. If we're going to have an audience that's that's going to be a dedicated audience of listening to our podcast, then we all need to be open to self-reflection and self-examination. And one of the best ways to do that is watching challenging movies and then having a discussion about it. Yes. And definitely with these uh these culture movies like I'm a very American centric kind of person. I don't have a lot of sort of perspective on many other countries. So 
this might just be a stint where we're going through these sort of cultural movies or sort of cult- different cultural differences. Uh, it might take the shape of something else later in the future, but right now this is something that I think is very interesting and I'm very passionate about it. And I think when Justin, I think the secret of this podcast and making it interesting is when Justin and I are truly interested in something, we will put in the work and have truly uh, something worthwhile to listen to. So just a small plug. If you have any uh, thought promotion, thought provoking movies or ideas, just tweet at us. So we were talking about the theme of shame earlier, and I want to go back to talking about some of the other major themes in that movie and, and moving from shame. I, I think what, 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 what shame comes from is this large, sense of community that was prevalent throughout that whole movie families lived together families fought and 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 loved and there was just a always this big sense of one man can't make it alone even if he gets disowned you know he he the 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 main character always had people rooting for him even if even if he felt alone, there was always people around him to lift him up when he felt his lowest. And he has some lows in this movie. He has some extreme lows. Uh, but what makes I think what makes this movie work is how it endears us to him throughout the movie. And you truly like him sort of after the first 10 minutes of the movie. Like they have uh, an opening montage where you sort of figure out his entire character without him saying a single word, which is very impressive, in my opinion, where most American movies can't flesh out a character as well as him in two hours, what they do in ten minutes. You know what I'm talking about? That opening montage of that, where he's like building stuff for his wife? The wordless storytelling for the opening... That, that, that opening montage was like six minutes, and I loved it. And, I, and he is a character... Like, we got everything that we needed to know about who he was going to be for the whole movie in six minutes. And I think that's a beautiful thing. There, and okay. There's so many Hollywood movies that can't create a good opening scene. So they just have to set it to narration. And it's just so good. Oh, that opening scene. That's literally what caught me. I was talking about sort of being sucked out of uh, Borderlands and into this movie. Just immediately, it, it did something that I really enjoy, which was uh, show, don't tell. And then that sort of, there was symbols in this movie that I was not expecting them to go through. Uh, I won't spoil all of them, just in case some of you guys are intending to watch this movie. But there's a, there's a scene when he has a nightmare. And there's a, there's something super sort of striking and provocative that happens during that nightmare. And that still stuck with me. Uh, something that uh, is a symbol of sort of his failure through the entire movie. And then it's also something sort of revolting. And it, uh, it triggered something guttural in me. And that's another thing that is, I feel hard for movies to do is create a, a scenario that is impactful in the first 30 minutes of their movie. What I'm talking about that scene. Do you remember that scene? I do. I do. Okay. Yeah. When you guys, uh, if you guys do see this movie, there. 
yeah, there's this movie doesn't pull a lot of punches in that area. Uh, and also a lot of the sort of public shaming and sort of the misery. They don't pull a lot of punches in the opening. But let's, we've been really heavy. Is heavy for half the time, but let's talk about some of like the happier themes of this movie. Looking at my themes list, it's all a bunch of negative stuff. Um, oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> well, well it's let's, like, let's see if we can pull something because it's not a sad movie. No, that, it, yeah. There was there was a lot of comedy and a lot of joy in in self reflection. And you know, I I I have a unless you have something to say. No, go go ahead, go ahead. I think a lot of the joy came from just how good of a person the first the main guy is, and sort of Lock, the things he'll Lock do. Sheep? Yeah, yeah. I think the it's the theme of truly of being like a true humanitarian and he's a person he shows that he he makes a lot of mistakes but through them you can truly empathize with this character and sort of the things that he does and he's consistent with uh he does consistently what uh the the movie set him out to be it's one of those movies where he grows a lot but he doesn't change through the entire like he doesn't he doesn't change at all so he grows sort of socially, but in the end, he's the same person at the end of the movie than he is in the beginning. And to have a move, I think that's truly incredible. Well, I think that's a very superhero-esque trait where you're the s- things around you change, but you as an individual stay the same. I think that's a very superhero Ask trait and when we talked to tanvi she was talking about how indian movies they they don't really do like the whole superhero thing end game sold really well but that's just because it's end game right they they don't they don't have like a lot of indian superheroes it's all about the common man rising above and in that movie they compare the main character they 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 say the West has Spider-Man and Batman and Superman, and we have Padman. Yeah. And I, I thought that was a very cool comparison. This lot, this movie surprisingly for being written in a completely different language has some of like the greatest lines in it. Oh, I love, like I, I cackle at some, I was like, that's it. That was a, I, I was an odd, a few of the others. It's just, it's very, the, the writing of this movie, it might have just been the translation, but I doubt it, that uh, some, of the, some of the writing catches you on how, uh, how symbolic, metaphoric, or just well-produced it was. Was there an option to watch it dubbed over, or was it just the Hindi with English subtitles? I checked to see if there was an English version, and there wasn't, and I was kind of disappointed, because then I could play Borderlands 2 while watching this movie. Well, I'm, but, really, I'm really happy you didn't play Borderlands 2 while you watched this movie. Exactly. I, <laughs> I, I, There were a couple times where I was looking at the subtitles, and I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't make a ton of sense. Yeah. Uh, so there, I, I, think, I think there was a little lost from the Hindi to English translation, but overall, I, 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 I definitely agree that the writing for that movie was well above average. Sort of tying this back, something more our audience can relate to. 
this is sort of something I actually wanted to talk about was how well this movie translated to an American audience. And yeah, there is some of some of it is definitely going to be lost on an American audience. Uh, Justin and I had to come into this movie knowing we weren't going to know things and knowing that is kind of uncomfortable and scary at some points. I think this movie definitely had a lot to say to an American audience as well. Uh, did you get that? Yeah. The best stories are the stories that can be told and retold while you still know the ending. When, when I, when I figured out in my head, the comparison of Lakshim to a superhero, I knew that he was going to get his wife back in the end. I knew that things were going to work out for him in the end, but I still enjoyed the story. And I, I, I think there's something, I think there's something very, very, very special about being able to tell that kind of story on the big screen because you're, you're able to captivate your audience with basic themes that any human with an ounce of empathy can relate to and can have compassion for. And then that just draws them into the movie, even when the movie is just so, just so, so, so foreign and almost scary at, at, at a couple points. Because you, you watch it and as, as someone who's outside of Indian culture, you're, you're looking for social cues or for body language that you can relate to. And it's just, it's not there in that movie. And it was so weird for me. What so you're talking about like body fil, did you say film language like what is what does film language mean? I haven't gone to film school. But what? And you're reviewing movies? Right, I, I know. Shocker to all of our listeners, I have not gone to film school. So film language at its very basic is shorthand code to help an audience understand progressions between scenes. If you want your characters to leave the house and go to like the theater. If you watch an eighties movie, you see a shot of them walking out the door. You see a, sh uh, a cut shot to the car driving away. You see a cut shot of a wide angle zoom of where they're at. And then you will see them in the building itself. That's why eighties movies have a tendency to feel weird for, for people who haven't watched a lot of eighties movies because the film language is different from what you see today, because today you can just have a character say, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then cut there. It'll cut or to a wide angle a shot. Wide... And then it'll say like Nebraska. Yeah. And, and then, and then you just zoom into where the characters are at. It, so, so, so film language is always changing, but it's always based on the assumption that the audience who is watching your movie is going to understand a big portion of the shorthand that they're using to help you understand what's going on. So when you watch something like Padman or Bollywood films where you're not used to the culture, it, it, it's like you're diving head first into a lot of unknown. <laughs> Yeah, it it's it felt like I couldn't. No, I know what you mean. I, I don't. It's like it's yeah. it's 
I was I was feeling this as well, and I couldn't. Ah, uh, that, that 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 bringing up the film language is actually fu- like genius. I didn't I didn't think about that at all. Sort of the the way the movie was cut affecting sort of the clarity and the confidence of what I was seeing and feeling. Uh, the movie itself is in a different language, has a lot of different cultures, and a lot of things I have no idea about. And then having the movie be told in sort of a way that uh, I am not 100% sure what's coming or being said, it adds to the uncertainty. And that uncertainty is typically uncomfortable. And I don't think that makes this movie less uh important but i do think it adds a barrier to what which kind of people will watch this movie because a lot of people don't want to go to a movie to be uncomfortable if that makes sense and just knowing that the movie itself is going to be told in a way that you're not used to is inherently uncomfortable and Uh, i'm i'm gonna be honest with you if i didn't have to watch this movie for this podcast, I don't think I would have because of how uncomfortable that opening sequence was. I even I even paused it and 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 looked at Nikki and I, I'm like, do you understand what's going on right now? She goes, No, I'm like, I don't either. This is so ah it felt so bad to watch it. And then once I, you know, started to 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 piece things together verbally, because because she and I had to we we had to stop the movie and like talk about what was going on because we 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 couldn't process it in our brains and our verbalization of what was going on helped us to understand and the more we understood the more i wanted to watch that's definitely true it's not as dramatic as we're making it out to be uh i definitely was able to after even just watching the movie you sort of learn how the movie's trying to uh speak to the audience and after about 10 20 minutes into the movie you're not going to be very confu- like as confused i the opening sequence to me honestly i felt like it made a lot of sense but that was also because i was i just i was just sort of uh not expecting it to be 100% clear and just taking the scenes as they were presented to me and then storing them for later so it's not as it's not impossible to watch and Though the barrier is there, I think it's more of a subconscious effect than a truly like you will be completely lost by the movie. You will just be sort of un- not unnerved, just you won't be able to predict or see things as clearly as you typically would in a sort of biography pick, if that makes sense. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's so hard to say everything you want to say when there is so much uh, context and background you have to give because even having watched this movie, I am nowhere close to being an expert anywhere in anything in India, but I know I know more than I did, a lot more than I did before watching the movie. So. Well, and it's tough too because the. The movie said that the first year was in 2001. And then it gave no time frame after that. So we don't know if the movie ended like 16 years later in like 2017. We don't know if the movie ended in 2003. The, that was another big thing for my understanding of the movie is I 
I didn't know how much time had progressed as this two hour picture goes by. That I, I, man, I guess that's just a difference in how we experience movies. Cause that, that hadn't crossed my mind at all until basically he said he was gone for two years from his wife. And I was like, okay, so it's two years from basically the first act. And I, I divided it up by acts, I guess. But the but the first act I thought took a year because his wife in that in that act said that he'd been gone for quite a while. I don't know. I the 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 whole time frame of the movie still still has me a little messed up. But uh, for I guess I'm trying to sell this movie and I can't sell this movie. And if you guys want to watch this movie, just go watch the movie, please. Uh, but just how we experienced this movie, it was. For me, it was a little bit less jarring if I just didn't think about the time frame. But for you, that's how you have to rationalize the movies. So I guess that's a difference in how we experienced it. I'm okay. This is not direct. I'm kind of glad we didn't watch sort of like a entertaining, feels good or action movie. I am too. I really, really enjoyed this movie. I don't know how much more I can say about it right now. If honestly, I just, yeah, I think that it. Tr- the things I wanted to talk about is does does did it translate American audience? And I think we're very American people, and we got a lot out of this movie. And I don't know, Padman, go watch it. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot to say either. Uh... Yeah, go go watch Padman if you want to challenge yourself. And we'll see you next Thursday. Oh, Thursdays, right. So I, the editor and producer, have made a unilateral decision that Analytical Anarchy is going to be coming out uh, every Thursday. Every Thursday, hopefully in the mornings, but maybe if I'm lazy in the afternoons, something to give you guys, you know, something to listen to through the weekend and, you know, just kind of have a have a have a nice relaxing way to end your week by listening to some cool discussions by me and Ryan. Yeah, and this is a this is kind of a celebration because this is uh this is our third week of consistency. Which is a miracle for the two of us, honestly. For real, like Please just buy us a house because we put a lot. Of <laughs> honestly, yeah, you can you can support us at um, patreon.com slash we haven't created it yet. So <sighs> we got you pranked. Right. Pranked. Oh, well, anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this mess. <laughs> I I had a this is I had a lot of fun. Uh, talking about this a lot of i had a really good time watching that movie i'd recommend watching it with some friends definitely if you are going to watch it uh if you have friends yeah i guess if you're listening to this podcast that kind of excludes you but yeah from having friends why do we always insult our audience when we're leaving (laughs) that's fine they can take it yeah they've got thick skin they sat through padman or they sat through us listening to padman they're uh they're They're listening to this podcast. They're obviously masochists. So we just gotta. We're just. I'm just pandering to our audience, really, by being mean to them. 
Alright, let's get out of here. Alright, guys. Filter Thanks for listening to us, guys. We'll see you next Thursday. Next time. Bye.